What's good, everybody, and welcome to the Session Podcast. Another one. I am half of your hosting squad, Jay, from the great state of GA, and he is... It's your boy, Trey, from the VA. And we are the boys in motion. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, I'm silly today, Trey. You ready? Yeah, let's get it, bro. I'm ready to pod. How was your week? Man, it was pretty chill, bro. Just been doing a little bit of nothing, you know. Man, but I found a new favorite pastime, bro. Jack Ever since... Nah, not that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but my new favorite pastime now, bro. Like now that we have been doing this for a little while, I've been just watching the stream, like watching people watch us. And yes, like definitely. y'all, like literally in two days, definitely. we're already about 30. to eclipse the views from the past few weeks. So we just right. want to thank y'all for being y'all, man. Thirty. We uh, we picked up thirty views, which is a lot of progress. Um, some people may look at it and not think so, but considering we started this thing four weeks ago, to be able to get um, 30-some people to listen to a podcast in two or three days is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. And our very first episode, Colonizer Holiday, um, I believe is about to eclipse 60 um, yes, listens. I'm glad people are still going back to listen to it. And y'all are one. watching it worldwide. Yeah, man. We got people from all over the place watching the podcast from what the statistics tell us. Um, so, man, keep it going. Let's let's keep this platform going. Let's keep pushing it. I love the feedback that we've been getting from the fans. And if it's anything you want to contribute to the show, you can hit us up on Twitter at the session nine, or you can hit us up on Instagram at the session underscore seven five seven underscore. Don't, Don't forget, forget that last underscores. underscore. Definitely. Your boys are now on Google Podcasts. Hey. Yeah, hey. we turn it up. We uh, what, what what was I saying a couple weeks ago? Oh, we major. That was it. That major. was it. We major. And guess what, bro? Guess what else we got this week? What's that? We got some merch. Got some merch. Yes, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, we have merch. We have merch. And guess what? We're also doing because people are talking about wanting to do things for your boys. We are taking donations. Mm-hmm. Donations. Donations. Gifts. Please, uh, middle yes. more stimulus. <laughs> Yes, feel free to hit your boys up, man. We're open to anything that you would like to uh, contribute to us or to the show. And anything you'd like to promote, hit us up, man. We out here for the people. So, bum, bum, bum. We're not going to spend too much time um, (laughs) talking about COVID. I kind of want to move away from it a little bit because um, for some people, we're expressing this is their, their moment to get away, you know, from the reality of COVID that is, you know, affecting our families and our friends. Mm-hmm. And um, we're just going to hit a quick topic on that that I found <laughs> very interesting. Um, and then we'll keep it pushing. So um, we were doing some digging, as usual. And I read a statement that said in Texas, in a Texas county, in one Texas county, not the whole state of Texas, but in one Texas county, they found a total of 85 children under the age of two tested positive for Corona. Mm. And I know what you're thinking, like how, you know, how does that happen? But these babies, they said most of them haven't even turned one years old yet Mm. and they're already diagnosed with coronavirus. And if you know anything about babies, you know that their immune systems are not very strong. So please, um, I believe the county was Nooses County, Texas. Um, I'm not sure which major city in Texas that's near. I know it's near the Texas Gulf Coast, but um, please keep your prayers out for them. Keep your uh, thoughts with them. Um, we we got to find a way to get through this thing, man. Uh, put, your, put your mask on your face. 
I know it's inconvenient, but put your mask on your face because to everyone who's been saying, oh, well, how is this protecting me? This is way bigger than you, man. Mm-hmm. As you see, this thing affected some, some babies who, you know, shouldn't be sick, haven't done anything to be sick, but because we're all not being responsible, they're paying the price for it, man. Just... Just put your mask on. If you don't want to wear your mask, stay in the house. It's just that simple. Or stay in your car. All right. Just simple. Stop being hard right. Just, just put put your mask on, man. What would your mama say? Right. On my quest of digging through things, I also found something that disheartened me. Trey, <laughs> you know I'm from the great state of Georgia. <laughs> and we have not been doing a lot of great things recently. I guess you got to be more like Virginia, my guy. Man, listen. It hurts my soul. It hurts my soul. Because anytime people think about Georgia before Corona hit. We think about that you know, Atlanta about Falcons. That Patriots game, that Falcons game. And we can live with that. We've worked through that. We don't care. We're past it. I care. But since this whole Corona thing, Georgia has been doing everything it possibly can to try to overtake Florida <laughs> for being the wildest place in America. If you guys have not heard, the governor of Georgia, Governor Brian Kemp, who should have lost to Stacey Abrams, but there were tons of voter suppression, which they just kept going like it never happened, but it did, and we know it did. But Governor Kemp is showing why he did not deserve to be governor. Mm -hmm. He took it upon himself to sue the mayor of Atlanta, Keisha Lance Bottoms, and to sue the entire Atlanta City Council. Now, why is he suing the city of Atlanta? Because she put out a mandate enforcing the city to wear masks and to pull back, um, pull back the restrictions that we had for phase one. Governor said, no, we're not doing phase one. We need to keep the economy stimulated. Therefore, we are not going back to phase one where they closed all restaurants, bars and things of that sort. He's worried about the economy. So anyone who's in georgia knows we get all of our research done from emory university Mm -hmm. emory university is one of the most prestigious um, medical colleges in the nation governor brian kemp didn't like what emory was saying so he went to augusta university and don't get me wrong augusta university is a really nice school but it's not emory he went to augusta university they backed up a lot of the claims that he had about the virus not you know not being a big deal and mask not being necessary and so he took their advice and he ran with it when all along emory is sitting here saying i see what they're trying to do but that's not all accurate so i'm interested in seeing how this goes (laughs) i'm curious (laughs) as to what what he gets by suing the city of atlanta and the ironic thing is they're talking about money the reason why they want to keep stuff open and that that costs money that's a waste of money actually it's so. a big waste of money and a waste of time but you we know y'all this. the great state we are great we are still great people <laughs> you know in the great state of atlanta georgia well atlanta's a city but i'll let that slide atlanta right is now. a state if you ask anybody <laughs> from atlanta and they will tell you atlanta is a state of its own matter of fact it's a dish think about it like dc you know how D.C. has its own area? Yeah. That's Atlanta. I guess. You have to be from there to get yeah, it. Yeah, being a person that pronounces all the T's in Atlanta. 
That's your I'm problem. I'm just going to let it rock. That's your problem. <laughs> but yeah, moving on. The last thing we're going to talk about COVID, because like we said, this is y'all escape, but we just want to just keep you on the know. Um, us being educators, one of the things that people keep asking us is like, hey, what are they going to do in school? For us, we don't know. But At in all. Houston, Texas, there's a university by the name of Rice University that announced that they're going to have in-person classes, but all their classes are going to be outside held in tents. In tents. <laughs> so, you know... <laughs> You paying money and you you just about to be camping for class, man. So right. I mean, like everyone must wear a mask and social distance. You know the typical stuff that they've been asking us to do since March that people don't want to do. But I digress. Um, each class will be at least twenty five people. Um, the class um the and w- that's a small class size for colleges. But pretty much what they're doing is just trying to keep people from getting contaminated from this from this um from this disease. And some people out there might be like, huh, that's a good idea. No, it's not. It's dumb. Just just, let's just do it virtually. Like, it, you're spending more money that a lot of schools do not have right now. Right. Because everybody's been forced to do budget cuts. And you're sitting here just talking about, well, let me spend some money on some tents. Nah, just, I mean, I see what you're doing. Shout out to y'all for doing y'all. But I would just take virtual over anything at this point. But yeah, like we said, we're going to move on from this. Um, and we're going to talk about something that um, our president, Impeach, um, did that was very petty. Um, for those who don't know, uh, this past week, George W. Bush virtually endorsed Joe Biden for the presidency, which is a big move, being very. that George W. Bush is one of the biggest Republicans that are alive right now. Right. And especially with him being a former president and now Kanye dropping out the race so he can't like, you know. It was looking like this time last week that Trump was just like, okay, yeah, Kanye's going to take some of the black votes, and I got the Republicans who are going to be behind me. But now that Kanye's gone, and George W. Bush endorsed the Democratic um, nominee, now it's looking kind of shaky. So, what does our president do? No, he doesn't try to, like, put out some policies that are going to change and make people like him. No, he's not going to stop being racist and bigoted. What's he going to do? He's going to move both his picture and Bill Clinton's picture out of the main foyer at the White House. You heard me correctly. Basically, what ends up happening is that, like, when uh, when people take tours of the White House in the main foyer, they have pictures of the most... Re- they have... Each president gets a, a commissioned portrait um, that is dedicated to them after their presidency. And what they do is, for the people who come and take these tours in the main foyer, they have <clears throat> the pictures of the most recent presidents hung up on display in the main foyer and since obama's has not been officially revealed yet um the most recent presidents were george w bush and bill clinton and being that bill clinton was the husband of his political opponent in his first election and just somebody who has gone on record multiple times speaking out against them and then you have george bush who who um endorsed joe biden trump threw a hissy fit as he usually does like the toddler he is and takes their pictures out. Damn. That's basically like if when we were like kids in school and like that kid pissed you off and you used to tell him you're not invited to my birthday party no more. That's basically <laughs> what the president did. Let me remind you, this is the president hey. of the United States. But it's I digress. Y'all got balling it. went home, man. But yeah, you know, another thing he did this week, which kind of looks stupid as hell, <clears throat> but you heard us talk about it last week. Um, a lot of people, um, especially in the Latino, um, in the, in the Latino community are boycotting Goya beans because the CEO went out there saying that he supports Trump, all that stuff. 
And you know, you know how Trump treats people who is on his side. And him and his whole family took these cheesy ass photos with the product talking about they support Goya. Uh, his daughter Ivanka Trump even went out and tweeted and said, if it's Goya, it has to be good. Mm-hmm. And then she attempted to say it in Spanish. So <laughs> it's just funny how Trump just does things like this. It's just like, yeah, we're not worried about the Republican Party who's going to be voting Democrat possibly this year. Well, let's just advocate for beans. Yeah, but it's probably a bigger agenda within that. You know, it's one of those things to where he's probably friends with this guy. He asked him to endorse him. And he probably thought he would pick up a big following from the Latinx community by getting this guy to step out here and endorse him. But all it did was really kind of make you look like an idiot and possibly tank, um, possibly tank the Goya owner's uh, profits. I know that they were saying that his sales have went down tremendously as people have started boycotting Goya products. But he's uh, decided to stand by what he said and he said it is what it is man trump's my guy i'm riding with him well he said i'm gonna build a wall and i'll put a little door so i can get the goya beans you know we need the goya beans it's great folks do you think president trump has ever ate goya beans probably not (laughs) i'm trying to think of like what meal he would be eating that has goya beans in them Mm, nothing honestly yeah man uh, I'm gonna pass this next segment on to you because it's more your speed oh my god bro <laughs> this was hilarious when I saw it um, alright so on my rabbit hole that I generally go down on Friday nights um, I found a story about a mom who uh, actually wrote in a story to uh, Slate and apparently she was talking about how she adopted um two black kids she's white herself and she said that she adopted them 11 years ago when the daughter was five and the son was an infant so now the daughter's 16 and the son is 11 um essentially what uh the boy has been doing since they live in a predominantly white area he has taken it upon himself to start selling nigga passes to other kids so (laughs) what is a nigga pass (laughs) essentially he um make he has like a printed off piece of slip that he gives them uh-huh. and they pay him and he gives them this pass that says i can say the word nigga so <laughs> i'm not sure where my man's got this idea um and here i am in high school selling candy bars and pens. honey buns right and I could have been selling nigga passes. Trey, you could not be selling nigga passes. Bruh. That is not okay. I could have got away you with it. You are going to get somebody hurt out here. That's not my problem. I'm not responsible for your well-being. No, but think about it. <laughs> think about it. So, um, so think about it. You, as a parent, are, are you know, at your house, right? Mm-hmm. And your kids are playing in the backyard. And you hear, you know, little Timmy over at your house. And he's just consistently calling your son nigga. And you go back out there, you like, hey, Timmy, you know, man, we, we don't, you know, we don't typically use that word around here, man. Why why you using that word? And he just goes, oh, because little Edgar told me that it was okay for me to use it. See, he sold me this pass. How do you handle that situation? I'm like, son, so you can pay some bills now, right? 
Damn, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Nah, I would just be like, I, I would, I would educate them, but at the same time, in the back of my mind, I'd be like, why didn't I think of that shit? Dog, I'm telling you, I definitely thought about the same thing. I was like, shit, this kid is gonna be a hustler when he grows up, Bruh. man. My man already found a way to monetize something that people have been trying to do for ages. Uh, I gotta give little man his props on that one, but I hope somebody sat him down. And told him why that was wrong, man. You can't be out here giving people permission to do stuff like that. Well, I signed That's... up for the nigga plus plan. Here you go. So... See, <laughs> and somebody always got to take you further. I get to wear blackface because I got the nigga unlimited edition. I got a nigga plus. But yeah, man, we're going to take a quick break real quick. Um, after the break, we're going to have a guest. We actually have our first guest. Her name is Chanel. We're going to let her introduce herself. So we're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to bring Chanel on the show. So holla back at it. What's good, y'all? It's your boy, Trey. Hey, uh, check us out on social media so you can give us some suggestions. Uh, we're on Instagram. That Instagram is the session underscore 757 underscore. Don't forget those underscores. And then for Twitter, we're uh, the session 9. Follow us on both social media platforms. Just holler at us and give us some suggestions that you want to hear us talk about it. Enjoy the show. All right, and we back. <laughs> we back, and we back, and we back. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but like I said, going into the break, we got a guest with us, and um, I'm going to allow her to tell us a little bit about herself. So go ahead, uh, Chanel, the mic is yours. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Um, yeah, my name is Chanel. I grew up in Virginia Beach, and I went to school in VCU, and I really like to travel, so I did that for a while, and I'm an educator now. Yeah. <laughs> That's dope, dope. That's... You, son, you can add to your resume is that you are the first guest. On the session yeah, podcast. Yeah, I was thinking that earlier. <laughs> That's a big deal. You major. It is. It is. We live, baby. Yeah. All right. So she's gonna be hanging with us as we go through a few topics. Um, just like this one right here. So one of the biggest talk that's been going on on the Black Twitters and all over the internet is uh, Nick Cannon. Um, Nick Cannon recently was um on a I believe it was a podcast mm -hmm. and um, he was speaking to one of the uh, I believe I'm not sure if he's still with public enemy, but I know he was with public enemy and uh, in speaking, he made some comments that were taken um, as anti-Semitic. Um, essentially, he was talking about how um, black people were the original Jewish people and <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Trey's in here trying to kill this fly. I got it. Fucking... I don't know where it went. <laughs> Yo. But um, apparently it, he was uh, out there talking a little spicy. Um, had some some comments that weren't too liked by the Jewish community. Um, I'm not going to go too far in depth because we don't want to repeat anything that may offend anybody on here. Um, Nick doubled down after he made his comments and uh, said he wasn't going to apologize. And then right after he said that, uh, Viacom, uh, which of course owns VH1, BET, uh, MTV, Nickelodeon, I believe C CBS, um, they all decided that they were going to drop Nick. So they took Wildin' Out off MTV and um, he had a talk show that was supposed to be coming out soon. They decided they were taking that away from him as well. So in doing so, um, I guess, of course, Nick saw um, that it was a lot bigger than he thought. So he put out a statement 
and quote, I must apologize to my Jewish brothers and sisters for putting them in such a painful position, which was never my intention. But I know this whole situation has hurt many people and together we will make it right. Um, any opinions? It just goes back to what we said um, in the past few weeks. Like, just because you have a platform doesn't mean you say everything that's on your mind. Because although, like, yes, we do have freedom of speech, but your freedom of speech also has consequences. So what he said may or may not have been a correct statement, but now he's dealing with the consequences. Now, on the same side, what makes what bothers me is that it's so easy to just drop an African-American person for making statements like this. But we had to jump through three hoops of fire go over thin ice and uh, pay off all our student loan debt in order for us to get one of these white people kicked <laughs> off of the show. So like, it's just, it's just frustrating that like, yeah, what he said was wrong. I'm not going to, I'm not trying to downplay what he did because like I'm admit when things are wrong, but we got to keep the same energy across the board. That's my thoughts on it. Chanel, you got anything? Uh, I'm kind of sorry that it's Nick Cannon. I don't like know too much about him, but I like the show Wild and Out, and or I did at least, you know. Um, or it's just sad when anyone kind of gets canceled like that. I don't know what he said and what context and everything. What you just told me now doesn't sound great. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I always like to listen for myself and make an assumption before I. <laughs> declare what my opinion is but I did see it all on social media and everything so I know it probably got big but yeah, yeah. well I, well it did um so much so that um they took it a step further Nick is fighting a battle right now um he pretty much stepped out and said okay you know you're gonna take me off the air I get it but um he told them he demands ownership of the show Wild and Out. He created Wild and Out himself. Um, so I don't know. I kind of feel like I kind of feel like he should get ownership of the show. Of course, I don't. You know, I'm always on the side of the content creator. You know, seeing that we are content creators, as mm -hmm. you know, people who run a podcast. But I don't believe Viacom. You know, it's it's always a tricky line because yeah. you know. Viacom, of course, puts up the money to help promote it and, mm -hmm. you know, fund it. But but also in the same breath, Nick Cannon's not a broke person. Like, no, he could, he could easily fund it. Like, um, I'm pretty sure, like, even if he were to go to one of these streaming networks, because, like, that way he has a little bit more freedom. He's not held to the restrictions right. of the TV network. So I won't be so, like, I feel like, yeah, there's going to be a break from Wild and Out. But he's gonna be back. Like this show, like this show is too popular amongst the communities to just be dropped like that. It makes too much money. So just watch. Probably True. Netflix or Hulu gonna pick it up. Yeah, I agree. That's um, a good point, actually. Yeah, that another sponsor or whatever I don't whatever they're called mm. would take it up. Because I I just wonder if he did go out and do it on his own, would it be successful? Like, would it be sabotaged or something? You know, That's like a good you see one. that sometimes. No, you do. With, um, artists like I know when MIA dropped her um, album, oh, it happened to be on Madonna's album drop. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just like that stuff isn't coincidental, I don't think. So I mean, I hope that it's like what we all know him for, or not that, but we know that Wild and Out is connected to Nick Cannon. Right. It's a big not part the of the way around. Yeah. So it's just like maybe he should have ownership of it if it was his idea and. 
companies should be careful not to take the ideas of other people and like exploit them. So, right, right. I, I agree. Um, but moving on, um, we, we now take a look at, um, you know, if you've been following this podcast, you know, we try to keep you up updated with uh, Mr. Daniel Cameron, which is the asshole attorney general in Louisville who still has not prosecuted Breonna Taylor's murderers. Where in the world is Daniel Cameron? Oh, I'll tell you where he's at. All right, so 87 people were arrested and charged with a felony after a Tuesday protest on the lawn of Kentucky um, Attorney General Daniel Cameron. Um, They were in uh, Metro Louisville uh, Police, the Metro, uh, excuse me, the Metro Louisville Police Department put out a statement saying the protesters were demanding that charges be filed against the officers responsible for the March shooting uh, death of Breonna Taylor. Legal. I I mean... (laughs) You didn't do that. Yeah, we we got the okay. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> few things. We got the right to protest, correct? Mm-hmm, that's legal. Okay, so um, I you guess the saying, asterisk. You have the right to protest if you're not black. Yeah, but from what they're saying, the charges were pressed because they refused to leave the property and their attempts to influence the decision of the attorney general, freedom of or assembly. whatever. They were charged with get what they were charged with. They were charged with intimidating a participant in a legal process, which is a class D felony, disorderly conduct in a second degree, class B misdemeanor, and criminal trespassing. Okay, so for those who want the translation, they were um, charged with being black and speaking for black rights, just in case y'all missed that. Um, Because you could have just told them to disperse, and that could have been like... The bottom line there, you know, like the police usually do. They could have dispersed them. But the gag is, you know who has not been arrested? The fucking police officers. Big facts. Who killed Breonna Taylor. So it's just like, like, for example, this is something like my friends and I. say their names. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like something. Jonathan Mattingly, Brett Hankison, and Miles Cosgrove. Yes. Yep. We we should ingrain that in we exactly. should. We should. I applaud you on that. We should. And it's and it's even worse. Like I like this reminds me of something I had a friend a conversation with some friends about. We we're talking about Facebook. And all we want is a chronological timeline. And Facebook is like, let's give you Facebook avatars. I want chronological timelines. No, let's give you Snapchat stories but presented by Facebook. No, just give us what the fuck we want and we'll sit down and shut up. Like, arrest these officers because it was wrong. Right. Like let Karen have been in her house and Daquan, a black police officer, bust up in there and shoot her. Daquan will be on death row right now. Well, it's another bigger issue with this. Um, no-knock warrant shouldn't be a legal thing. This whole thing started because of a no-knock warrant. I mean, and when you look at it from the perspective of Breonna Taylor's boyfriend, I mean, I kind of get it. As someone who is a licensed gun owner like i said i i have a license <laughs> to carry my uh my weapon if someone starts banging on my door and trying to knock it down without announcing themselves i'm going to try to let off shots because at that point i'm trying to protect myself and i'm trying to protect my family mm-hmm. i don't know that it's the police because they did not announce that it's the police <laughs> that's my issue with these no knock uh with these no knock warrants man it, it's that's that's not to me if i was a police officer i wouldn't feel comfortable with it because at that point now i know these people don't know that i'm knocking this door in and they're probably going to try and do harm to me because they don't know who i am and the thing that bothers me the most is that 
they didn't neither Brianna Taylor or her boyfriend match the MO of who they were looking for. That's the thing that bothers me the most. So like even like right. unless your life is in danger and yes, I get it, like the boyfriend had a gun out, yeah, cool. I would have a gun out too, just like you said if somebody's bringing it to my house. But like there's so many steps that happens before you have to fire. Be, being being a product of a family that has a lot of police officers in the family, there is a procedure that they have to go through. And the fact that these trigger happy cops are just coming up here seeing something and just blowing it away, it's just it's just baffling. So yeah. I mean like it's just like this is just another example of the nigga whose job it is to convict all these people convicting the wrong people. So don't like we're gonna keep y'all up to yeah. date. I was gonna say I think it's very much a political thing and it being the state that it happens in and like Kentucky, I don't think that, that that again, that's not a coincidence that nothing has moved forward. I don't think with like Mitch McConnell. I don't know too much about him, but the primary just happened there and yeah, so it's just too much with that. But um, moving on from that, um, perfect segue into civil rights. Um, at the take time me. of yeah, at the time of recording this, um, last night we lost one of our civil rights heroes, John Lewis. Um, this one hits home close to home too because for those who do not know, I am a member of a fraternity. I'm a member of the greatest fraternity, Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, and John Lewis was. A member of our fraternity so um i personally never met him but knowing a lot of people who have had interactions with him and then just following his political career and his civil rights career we really lost a, a hero um in our community um just from the stuff he did with the selma marches for the rights of voting even all the way up until most recently where he sat like when they were doing the, a whole government shutdown he sat in congress and had the, the, the sit-down protests like he led that and this is just one of our heroes that had no problem speaking his truth and spreading his truth and just trying to just bring everybody together for a better future. So um, there's a lot of things we could talk about. Um, and don't let don't let things like the fact that the president hasn't said anything about his passing yet or um, all this stuff like people try to bring up stuff about like his negative history about the times he's been arrested yeah cool that's don't let that distract you from the good he did do he really did he was really instrumental in that civil rights movement he was marching alongside with dr martin luther king he's a reason why a lot of things got pushed and a lot of things before the the days of social media before the days of us being able to speak freely he was our voice and we truly lost a hero today well yesterday and uh, he will be dearly missed. Um, great I man. like what he says. Um, he says, get in good trouble, unnecessary trouble, mm-hmm. if you are going to get into it, you know? Yeah, that's and he, right. And he lived up to it, like, all the way up until his last days, like, even to the point where he didn't even show up to Trump's inauguration because he just didn't feel like that was right for the country. So, like, get in good trouble. Um now, we're not saying you make up your own definition of good trouble if you're watching this and you're in college and you punch <laughs> a professor in the face. Right. Uh, we're not responsible for your well-being. Not at all. But uh, <laughs> just, like, he was a true hero, and yeah. he will be deeply missed. Um, yeah, I got you. And um, so, like, if, and, um, if you want to, if, if any of y'all have had personal interactions with this man, uh, he was a congressman for years, so if anybody, especially in the district, said he was a congressman, if anybody has any stories or experiences with him that you want to share, hit us up on our social media. 
Um, that is uh, the session nine on Twitter, and then the session underscore seven five seven underscore. Hit us up and just tell about your experiences with Congressman John Lewis. Um, Jay, you have any comments? Um, I just wanted to highlight one quick thing. Um, for me, uh, growing up in Atlanta, the introduction to John Lewis that I had was um, the March on Bloody Sunday, um, which occurred March 7, 1965. Him and about 600 other civil rights um, activists headed east out of Selma, um, Alabama. And um, they were headed down U.S. Route 80. Um, I believe they said they made it to the Edmund Pettus Bridge, which was about six blocks away. And when they got there, they were greeted by state and um, local police. And they were beat with billy clubs and uh, tear gas was shot at them. And they were drove back into Selma. Um, that's just a paint a picture of the kind of things that John Lewis experienced. Things that we read in the history books, things that we applauded Martin Luther King for, he was right there alongside him doing the same thing. And I feel like people don't put enough respect on his name when they talk about the civil rights, um, the civil rights uh, uh, period. A lot of times we think that we only need to glorify and give flowers to the people who died during the civil rights era when we have people who lived through it and fought through it who are here among us that deserve to receive their flowers as well. So, um, like I said, I, I really hope that um, we inspire some people to really read up on John Lewis. I know there's a petition going around to change the name of the Edmund Pettus Bridge yeah. in Alabama to the John Lewis Bridge. Um, oh, wow, awesome. Yes, I really hope they can pull that off. Um, mm -hmm. If I can find a petition online, I'll definitely share it on our Twitter page right. to try to do our part to help with um, being changed. And even though the fact that he was like, he was known country nationwide is crazy like even today like um all flags in virginia who's been knocking it out the park recently let me just add but all flags in virginia are gonna be flown at half mass in honor and in memory of congressman john lewis so just that just that's just a testament that even though he was not our congressman that's just a testament to the great works he did um for this country and like my prayer my thoughts and prayers go out to the family and friends of john lewis um and yeah, like he was a great man. He will be dearly missed. Definitely. But um, um, moving on, uh, you're probably asking why we have Chanel on the show. And um, even though you can't really see us, you can hear us. And um, I'll let her speak on this a little bit more. But Chanel is mixed and she is African-American, but she does not. Uh, if you look at her straight off, you won't associate her with the African-American race. And her and I had a discussion a couple weeks ago where we were talking about the Black Lives Matter movement. And, I, and like, I had a question that I thought that would be a great subject to dive into um, in this podcast. And that's just talking about being a mixed person in the Black Lives Matter movement. And a lot of people might look at somebody and say, you're not black. So why are you looking at like, why are you trying to be a part of the movement? Why are you trying to be woke all of a sudden when they actually might be black? So Chanel, would you like to give us a little bit of a background of your life and your experience with the Black Lives Matter movement being a mixed person in the United States, especially being a woman of color? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I'll first start with, yes, honestly, sometimes I don't even know what to call myself if I'm mixed, biracial, other. That's my favorite one because it leaves people wondering. Um, but yeah, I just... My parents come from two different backgrounds. My mother is Japanese and my father is black. 
he was in the Navy when he met my mom in Japan at the time. And um, that's the case with a lot of kids over there, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was probably in the first generation or like early generations of that, but it's much more common now. Um, like when I lived there, I saw more of it. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of <laughs> left me in a confusing place, too. My um, father and mother wanted to move um, to a more affluent neighborhood so that we could get a decent education and avoid um, a lot of the things that they were exposed to when they were younger. And so I was neither around like the Japanese community or the black community. And um, yeah, just mostly growing up around white people and just their way of life and almost being consumed by it like Mm. um and i'm just really fortunate enough to have been led all over the place in my life and one summer um i i was living in japan at the time and i have been teaching out there it was after college so Honestly, I wasn't even, like, too woke until later on. Um, I was so consumed by it in high school mm. that, that I mean, I had a white boyfriend. I strained my hair all the time. Um, I know that that's, like, only two of the things that I <laughs> described, but that it, it does kind of take over easily. I would remember my father sometimes just being like, um, you're listening to too much white music lately or something like that. And, <laughs> um, I didn't really understand, you know? I was just like, they're my friends. Why would you say something like that? And now I, like, totally understand why. And I'm like, Daddy, why, did, why weren't you more forward about it? younger and he was like because you told me off you know (laughs) um but that's how much it consumed me so i'm just lucky i got a chance to travel and um yeah i at what point was i getting at i was traveling i actually have a question for you if you yes yes. all right so my question for you you're good my question for you is um what are some things that you've heard throughout this whole process with everything going on starting with george floyd that sparked all this recent outrage with the racial thing like you know because you don't you look more like your mother than you would your father if that makes sense so like being somebody that you really don't know they're black until you have a conversation with them what are some things that you might have heard from both black and white people I'm trying to be more often. I'm like training to like start organizing and all these kinds of things. And I've always had those principles. Um, so I've never had people really come to me directly, like recently, because I keep to myself a lot. But when the George Floyd thing happened, I did have a lot of um, like white or POC people ask me about information because I'm pretty vocal about it now so they would like pop in my DMs and ask me what they could do to support the movement Mm. and but for me to even make that realization in my life it was very personal so Mm. um, I do think it takes 
events like that to trigger some people because honestly it is constant constant work um and you know like even what i'm saying right now these are just like my opinions now i feel like i've done work to get to know who i am in the past and i'm trying to in the future but i'm always open to like changing that but it was very personal so I don't know, whatever triggers people into making that choice, it's very conscious because it's like you have to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has to be in like every action that you do. So I, I don't know. At the same time, I'm like, whatever it takes for people to get involved. But at the same time, I'm also like, you know, this isn't something that's trendy and you post your little black square and you're done for the day it's much Mm. much deeper than that and uh it's yeah it's a big step for people to take but that's a great point yeah i do think that it's something we can do together um which is why you know i actually had to take some breaks from social media because i am pretty vocal and people feel like they have the um authority to uh to like be rude about your opinion and you know i would like to think that i don't have any outlandish ones that are just ridiculously um i the the popular word nowadays bigoted but um yeah i had to take a break because it yeah i don't know sorry you're good i have a oh no it's fine it's fine it's fine i have a question for you as well um i was listening to a podcast um before I can't remember um, whose podcast it was, but they had a black girl on who was speaking about growing up in a white um, community. And she spoke about how she never really realized that she wasn't white until (laughs) she was like maybe uh, five or six getting ready to start kindergarten. And she got in there and a situation broke out where, you know, someone started speaking about race. Was there a certain point where, you know, it kind of hit you that well wow wait a minute you know I, I i am i am more than you know i'm not i'm not uh, uh just black or i'm not just asian or you know you're with white kids and it's like wait a minute well i'm not just like you guys mm-hmm. um i don't know if there was like a particular moment i mean I, there's definitely been moments i guess just um for me it's been like the fetishization of being mixed that was probably mm. big in my life. Um, I mean, from a really early age, people would like check me out in the grocery store, you know, but I'd be like nine or 10. So the whole blazing fetish, um, sexualization. Yeah. Of- and mm. my father at times just be like, dude, give her a chance to grow up. Or even on that, my father I would be out with my father and you know holding hands with him walking in the mall and people would assume that he was my husband or boyfriend or something and so I think when people see like exotic women or men or you know bodies they sexualize them they sexualize them and that like is racist too and I I remember the exact moment I figured that out it was huge um, and I was like, oh my God, is that why I've only been dating white people? <laughs> oh my God, is that, you know, I don't know. It's just, 
I remember even mentioning to my one of my boyfriends at the time, like, I should dress as Pocahontas and you should be John Smith. And I look back on that and I'm like, oh my God, why would you ever, ever put yourself <laughs> in that situation? You know what I mean? Yeah. So messed up. So, so I have a follow-up question to that. Um, it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with that. So um, being a person who is both Asian and African-American, de- what's it like dealing with both like the hatred that the Asian community is getting for coronavirus plus the hatred that the black community is getting for uh, the whole Black Lives Matter movement? Have you experienced anything where people might look at you crazily or like assume that you already have the virus because of your heritage or anything like that? I'm just curious. Um, I am lucky enough not to have mm-hmm. experienced any, like, blatant racism personally. Um, I, like I said, I keep to myself. I've been quarantining mad hard since this pandemic started, so I don't even interact with people too much. Mm-hmm. But again, that is the privilege that I have as being, like, a chameleon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is I can fit into any situation I want to whenever I want to. Um, and I mean, of course I want to confront that as much as I can, Uh but like right now I'm, um, staying in Mexico and if I have a mask on and I'm walking around the streets and, you know, like I have a middle part down my hair in a bun or something like I usually wear, people don't look at me twice. They're just, you know, whatever. And it's kind of the same at home is that, um, yeah, I don't know. I can... It's not even that I can turn it on and off, but I think people do that for me. Okay, that's what's up. Um, if that makes sense. It but, yeah, it does. like, as a family and stuff, I've definitely experienced it, yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your experiences with us. Yeah, um, we definitely appreciate that. It's, it's diff- little things like this that we overlook when we're going through different things, like corona, the movement, all that stuff that we as a people on both sides alienate a certain group just because they might look different from us so i do appreciate you sharing your experiences with us and um coming on the show today um what we're gonna do real quick we're gonna take one more break um and then we're gonna have a little bit of fun with chanel you know since she's a guest uh i don't have to be the one that's the uh, sacrificial lamb for (laughs) jay's favorite segment and then we're just gonna have some fun with her talk about some more lighthearted stuff so uh Get back up with us with the, after this break, and uh, yeah, we'll check back in with you in a few. Enjoy this ad. Hey guys, if you're enjoying the beats that you're hearing in the background, they're all done by my partner, The Finest. You can hit him up on YouTube in the inbox. He goes by prod, P-R-O-D dot by space, T-H-A space finest. Get at him, hit him up. All right, y'all, and we back, and we back, and we back, 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 just mm-hmm. like that. You know what time it is. It's time for a little bit of name your price. And I'm not on the chopping block. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So on every fourth podcast, since we have a guest, we essentially ask every question that we've asked in previous weeks to our guest. Are you ready, Chanel? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the question for week one was... Name your price to get on OnlyFans and double click the mouse. Polish the pearl, if you will. Scratch some records. Uh, okay, yeah, you had to go more into it because I 
because I didn't get this first. So <laughs> <laughs> um, it would. My only fans page has no one on it, so. Wait, are you saying you already have an OnlyFans page? No, 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 no. Oh, I was about to say, we're about to say, let's promote her link, get our friends some no, money. No, 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 no. No, she does not. She Just does in my not, imaginary people. world. I there say. you go. All right. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, I'd say my, like, entire immediate family's debt. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so give us a roundabout. Give us a number. Or just maybe mine. <laughs> you see how the energy changed? She said, no, nah, grandma can, <laughs> Grandma can Right. Be <laughs> grandma will be all right. <laughs> grandma will be all right. <laughs> um, God, I don't know. Actually, that's hard. Yeah, it, it will be. Would everyone know that it was me or no? Or do I have that option? No, nah, I mean, not necessarily. If you don't put your face in the camera, they don't know it's you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember what I said. Yeah. I said what? And anyone could say that it, anyone was anyone. Right. Mm-hmm. You could say you Cardi B if you wanted to. Exactly. Um, yeah, I guess I would say, yeah, me and my, yeah, let's see, me and my brother's student loan. So, like, at least, I'm not going to be cheap, so let's just go with what RuPaul Drag's race winner would win, $100,000. Hmm. $100,000. $100,000. You hear that, listeners? So for $100,000, you get that. <laughs> Put your bread up and get sis out of debt. And, and in the words of the prophet, Boosie, Lil Boosie, put your pussy oh lips on line. We're not doing that. And I'll give you $100,000. We're not doing that. We're not promoting that, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Question number two was... Name your price to watch a video of someone giving it to your mom. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I listened to this podcast. And <laughs> it was a little high. I'm not going to lie. That's um, only a speculation. And the only reason that I say, say that is because, um, yeah, I mean, I would like to say I come from a pretty sex positive household. So. I've walked in on my parents plenty of times. Oh, so wow. Oh, it wow. Would, it wouldn't take me much. It would maybe, like, a car loan or my student loan or something <laughs> like that. So for $5, you can see. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't go, I didn't go that slow. <laughs> um, you know, get me through the pandemic. Yeah, sure. Okay. So for a stimulus check. There you Alright, cool. And the last one was uh, just like us, we know you're an educator. So, we're gonna put the stipulation that, like, you know, there's no kids at work, it's a teacher work day. How much would it cost for you to show up and work the whole work day butt-ass naked? How much would it cost? Teacher work day. Teacher work day. Alright, it's a teacher work day. Okay, because that's such a crucial detail. Right. Um, Teacher work. Am I making a statement? Yes, I would. I would make a statement when I did that. So, uh, yeah. What did you say? Can I ask that? Uh, I said what? Seventy-five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Seventy-five thousand dollars. You went up to a hundred. Yeah. So I said seventy-five thousand. 
But my I had I had whole stipulations. I was talking about like I have a side door that I was gonna just run through. I was gonna keep the band room lights off and just sit in my office and just hope nobody walk into my room or I don't drop and pick up something while my principal walk in. Something around the lines. Yeah, like do you are, like do you get consequences for showing up? I mean, I'm pretty. In sure this you... world, no. In uh, this world, it's just. In this world, no. No. Uh -oh. like, yeah. Um. Said seventy-five. Yeah, I'd say a year's salary. Like, right. For mm -hmm. teachers, it's like what we make close to half a hundred thousand. Yeah, about a in a fifty thousand so. dollar range. Okay, cool. Yeah. So y'all heard that here, y'all. If y'all want Chanel to create her OnlyFans, go ahead and drop that a hundred thou. If you want to see her mom clapping it down, not clapping it down, <laughs> a stimulus Don't check. Her mom. Is it? My mom is beautiful. I love her. Yeah, my mom's beautiful too. That's the reason why people need to pay more money. I thought right. it was just for me. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true too. I guess. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, moving on to our next segment. You did a good job with that. You did. Thanks, thanks. Uh, I was So you hear that? If you know who this is and you work with her, she'll go to oh, a hot you go. <laughs> for a hundred thousand dollars. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. We do All not right, believe in pimping out women. No, we do not believe in that. All no. jokes here. I don't need y'all canceling Trey from the VA. I just got here. All right, but yeah, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. Uh, so last week on the end of the show, we did some um, crowd participation. We got a lot of stories in actually. We did, and we were talking about um. When you found out you were cheated on, or if you were the cheater, how you got caught. So, um, to start off, you know, me and Jay are going to share ours. Um, sadly, I have so many stories about me being cheated on. But it's okay. I survived. I rose like a phoenix out the ashes. There you go. But yeah, so um, there was this one time. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to say this disclaimer. If I'm... If I hit you, I wasn't aiming for you, but I didn't mean to miss you. Um, if you wanted to be a better player in my life, you should have treated me better. So um, if you listen to this podcast, you know we work past it by this point. But yeah, we in here now. So I'm going to share a story about um, this girl that I thought I was with. Um, but I wasn't. So uh, basically, I had this... Uh, entanglement that went on uh, shortly after I had gotten out of a relationship with somebody. I reconnected with a childhood friend. And we're dating. Like, we're talking on the phone nonstop. Uh, it's like, we, I love you. I love you too. Like, all this little boyfriend, girlfriend stuff, right? But this girl swore up and down that she did not have social media. And I'm sitting here like, here we are. We're millennials. And you mean to tell me you have no social media whatsoever? But I was like, being a naive person I was, I was like, uh-huh, okay, you don't have social media. Uh-huh, okay, cool, I got a girlfriend, woohoo. And so, we're going through life, just enjoying life. And just like, first first red flag that went up, I was on my social media, 
And you know how the algorithms work. I got suggested friends and old girl popped up and I was like, yo, I thought you didn't have social media. And she hit me with the, oh, I don't even use that account no more. I stopped using that account a while ago. And you know, ignore the fact that the picture looked recent because she just sent me that picture the other day saying, hey, I just took this picture and that's her new profile picture. But me being the naive, like, "Uh uh-huh, I have a girlfriend. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So we just kept moving on. And so we sitting here and it's not working. Like we, we, we lasted talking for like a little over, like almost a year. We were just talking and like, you know, we visited each other. She came up to me a few times. I went down to her. Cool. And so then I was just like, you know what? This ain't working for me. Like, so I moved on. Like we broke up, if you call it that, because we never really put titles on anything, but we broke up quote unquote. And so here I am just like, oh, okay, cool. So I move on and I meet somebody and I let, I give the girl uh, just a heads up. Hey, I met this person. Yeah, cool. And she's cussing me out, calling me this, that, and the third. And I'm just like, whatever, cool. So then here I am, I'm in my relationship. I'm all happy. And then one day I'm scrolling through social media and my family member, because I should have mentioned that we grew up together. So family friend pops up and I'm just like, huh. It's a post from her social media announcing that she's engaged to her boyfriend of two years. And I was like, wait a minute. And so me being the dumb guy I was, I asked my girlfriend, I was like, hey, um, should I feel some type of way about this? And luckily she allowed me to just speak my feelings and she didn't feel some type of way. But I was the side piece mm. and I was going along my life. And I was just like, I traveled to see you and yeah and you're getting married so congratulations to you and your husband but mm. uh yeah oh that's, wow yeah that's my story what about you jay uh actually mine is kind of like a continuation from the story that i told on the very first pod about uh friendisha and Susie, right and Susie, correct <laughs> so as i told you guys Susie left me after she found out you know that i was messing with friendisha and me and Friendisha dated from eighth grade all the way up to high school. And I'll never forget, uh, me and Friendisha were dating um, my ninth grade year in high school. And it was weird. You know, we would eat lunch together. We didn't have any of the same class together, but at lunchtime, we would sit out in the courtyard and eat lunch together. And, you know, I'm a ninth grade boy, real horny, always trying my hardest to hit on her to get her, get her in her pants. And she's just shutting me down. So, the story gets interesting because I'll never forget this day, man. It, it, it had to be like maybe a week after my birthday. Um, she didn't really get me anything for my birthday. And some of her friends were telling me that she was talking to an older dude, like a dude who wasn't in high school. So, you know, I'm like, nah, she would never do that to me. I'm not going to, you know, I, I don't believe that. So, around school, I mean, we're always booed up and whatnot. So, then her birthday comes. I, I mean, I spend big bread. I'm buying the teddy bears, the chocolates. I think I got her a bracelet. Like, all of this all this money I didn't really have that I saved up by raking leaves and cutting grass. And I'll never forget calling her on her birthday. And I called her. It had to be, like, maybe 9 o'clock at night. And I know that her mom used to work nights, but that was generally when we would talk. Jimmy and my parents aren't home. You should no, come over. No, no, that wasn't it at all. 
So I call her phone and I'm like, hey, you know, how was your day? And she's just like, uh, 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 it, it was, it was good. It was good. And I'm like, you okay? You know, why do you sound like that? And she was just like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm just a little tired. And I'm like, uh, okay, you know, do I need to call you back? And she's like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. And I'm like, uh, you know, in my head, I'm like, why is she talking like this? I think I know where this is going. When I tell you, bro, it's like, it's sad because I could tell whoever was over there, who she was with, was definitely clapping her cheeks. Putting in work. And, I could, <laughs> and, and at first, I was on the fence because I'm like, I know she ain't bold enough to do this while I'm on the phone. And she almost got away with it. It wasn't for the if, meddling kids. No, it, all it took was toward the end when me and her started talking. You know, I told her I loved her. The minute she said she loved me, it's like that nigga took it as a challenge. Because after that, all I started hearing was... So I'm like, yo, what, what, you know, what, what, what's going on? Like, what, are you okay? Like, what's that sound? I'm just so happy. And she, no, she, she couldn't even talk. She was just like, uh, 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 uh. And I'm just like, what? I'm like, yo, is somebody over there? And she's like, no, no, nobody's here. I'm like, yo, I'm not stupid. Somebody's over there. And I mean, this dude had to been just giving it to her. Cause then she starts moaning on the phone and I'm like, wow like all i said to her was i was like so the rumors are true you're really with somebody else huh and she was just like no 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 i'm not i'm not i saw her at school the next day she came up to me first thing in the morning and was just like you know how you get mad at your girl and she get mad at you for being mad (laughs) she tried to pull that but thankfully her best friend had a conscience and was just like look you ain't here for me but it's over she's with that dude so that's kind of how i found out I was Damn. getting cheated on by listening to another guy clap her cheeks over the phone. Damn. That's yeah, bro. Pulling out for my homie. <laughs> yeah, I cried. Chanel, you got a story? Um, I've. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I dated like two people prior to the person I'm with right now, and um, I actually stepped out of the both times the first time with my first boyfriend we i was eighth grade it was like the summer after eighth grade and um yeah finally like i got to hang out with this guy i've been flirting with and we started school and we were just like a good couple he was on a football team had my first kiss at the football game like um you know i don't know checking off everything on the list but i had just gotten into arts high school so i went there for the rest like the second half of the day and i remember getting close with like a junior or something and i was a freshman so um that was like really exciting but we were just friends but he like kissed me one day after school and um that that was that you know i told my boyfriend right away because i felt bad and then the next day we were at school and you know the courtyards that are in the middle of the high schools yeah well he was walking the opposite or like coming towards me from the opposite direction and he bumped shoulders with me like he was just <laughs> mad i don't know he wouldn't talk to me in 
boyish about it, you know? And I'm trying to communicate what happened and resolved it and stuff like that. Um, we did resolve it, but I, even after that, I still um, have the same habits. So, mm. I don't know. I just think that it came from my inability to set boundaries you know with people uh, and you. actually communicate because at that age like you don't always know how to and once you get attention from someone you kind of roll with it um but yeah just trying not to do that anymore or at least like agreeing on and like communicating things from the beginning and not like as they go is important i think okay that's what's up that's what's up thank you for sharing all right so like we said earlier we got a lot of stories in this week and uh as always if you send in your stories we will keep you anonymous so if you're not sending us stories because you're worried that people gonna find out don't worry about that because we're not gonna say your name so uh what we're gonna do i have a few stories and then jay got a few stories and we're just gonna share them so i'm gonna share my first one uh this is from one of our listeners and she said she met a guy who told her that he was newly divorced and like for like almost a month. So he's all around it, all, all around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do that again. I'll just keep going. All right, cool. So uh, she, this listener met a guy and he told her that he was newly divorced for about a month now. <laughs> he's around all the time because he's a basketball coach and her nephew was playing AAU basketball at the time. So literally every weekend he was around her and her family. His kids sat by her, um, her kids, all, like her child, in the gym all the time. And at the time, our listener was getting her med tech certification, so she would pick. So the guy would pick up her son um, from time to time, just so that she could study. Uh, the son was with him and his kids. Her son was with him and her, his kids all the time. And over the next eight months, they literally started staying together. The only nights that he didn't stay with her was when he had to, when she had to study during the divorce, excuse me, during the divorce, which he showed, um, what, and he had showed her the filing papers, he moved in with her. So, you know, in the times that they did not stay together, he would stay with his homeboy. So, you know, they're going about living their life, enjoying this whole relationship life. And so, you know, um, he she would spend those all this time with him and they started getting serious like the kids started getting close and months passed and like you know they're getting really close they're really taking their relationship the next step until one day she gets a phone call and it was who she thought was the guy's ex-wife and she called and called her a house record to stay away from her husband so she told her to meet her at um, meet her where he was and at the time he was at a hospital because he hurt himself because a player had hurt himself and of course you know she didn't know where that was so she had to send her the address and when they met in the parking lot and she started telling her what she called her fake truth uh, she allowed her to finish her fake truth and then she explained to them how she was not a homewrecker and um, she started asking questions like where does your husband sleep who did you think uh, who are who? Where are your kids? All those other weekends, did you not know where the kids where the kids Easter baskets came from? Who was the lady in the picture at Dave and Buster's? Her attitude completely changed, and then she explained that when they filed for the divorce, they never followed through with it. And whenever 
uh, he, he told her that she was sleeping over. She just told him that she was at her homeboy's house. And so, yeah, at the end of the day, like, if this person wasn't family, I would just be like, yo, that dude pulled off the scheme of the year. Like, oh, yeah, there needs to be an award for that. Like, he was able to maintain two relationships and not get caught until he got caught. Cheater Hall of Fame. At the end of the day, I do not recommend cheating because being a victim of being cheated on a lot, it hurt so bad. <laughs> but hats off to that dude. Like, that's crazy. Jay, you got yours? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm just going to read one story as this one's kind of long. Um, all right, so just follow me, guys. And I want you guys to try to picture this with me because this story is interesting. It's from a caller from the south side of Atlanta, as she wanted to be referred. All right, so one of my hardest breakups was when I was dating a straight girl. She was in the Navy and I was in the Army, and we were stationed at the same base. She wasn't cute, but she was chocolate and had a bad attitude. So, of course, I, immediate, I was immediately in love. I knew this was going nowhere because she had hella niggas on her. So I admired from afar for about a year. We both made the base basketball team, so we started seeing each other more often. We would chat, but nothing serious. I had to quit the team early on due to uh, work. She hit me up a few times to check on me and said we will see each other when the unit league uh, season starts back up. The unit season starts and she shows up at my first game. After the game, she comes up to tell me she missed me and gives me a hug. That made me think twice. But I'm like, nah. So now I have to figure out if that hug was that, well, what I thought. I had to figure out if that hug was what I thought. We go in the bleachers to watch the other games with her friends. When the games are over, we walk outside together talking and she is talking about how well she can cook. So I'm like, so when you gonna cook for me? She said, you don't deserve that yet, but we could go get something to eat together tomorrow. And I'm like, bet. Now, the same weekend, I had just started a relationship with an actual lesbian who lived three hours away. (laughs) She was not cute at all, but her body was banging. She was nice, so naturally I wasn't really feeling her because back then I liked my women irrational. So So I'm not thinking about doing my girlfriend wrong because basketball chick is straight. And so I told my girlfriend everything because me and I, uh, sorry, I told my girlfriend everything because me and let's call her Lady uh, Iverson. Lady Iverson's the basketball girl and I are now hanging out and playing basketball together on the regular. So one day Lady Iverson invites me over because she wants to cook for me. I take my roommate because I don't know what was going to happen. She cooking and singing in the kitchen and shit while me and my homegirl playing the game in her living room. So I'm in love. The food was great. As we are leaving, she gives me another one of those seductive hugs and looks me in my eyes as if to say, I know you want me. So a nigga like me is like, does a kiss come with a hug like that? She says, of course not. Me and my homegirl head back to post. By the time I get back, I have a text that says, you didn't really want that kiss because you didn't try hard enough. I say, you have to be on post in the morning anyway, so you should come stay with me on post. She replied, packing. Nigga, I'm losing it because I damn sure didn't think she was going to say that. She gets there and we making out, but she not ready to have sex with a girl and I'm cool with that. Plus, I have a girlfriend. So every night that week, she's spending the night and by the end of the week, we have sex. 
The next morning, she leaves, and I call my girlfriend and break up with her. The same day, Lady Iverson is like, I'm not gay, so we not going to be together. Within a month, she asked me to move in. I do, and it's great. After a few blissful months, she says she has to go TDY for some Navy training, so I will have the house to myself for a while. One day after she is gone, I go to the barracks to get some stuff from my room, and my roommate is like, hey, you and Lady Iverson still together? I say, yeah. Yeah, why? She looks at her phone and gives it to me like, yikes. <laughs> I'm worried. My roommate lets me look at my girl's Insta because I don't have social media. And this bitch is in Florida with a whole stud booed up. So not only is this bitch letting the world know she like girls. Now she was uh, only gone one month and is with a whole other girl while I'm living in her house. Needless to say, I called her and she didn't pick up. But hit me with a text that said, you can leave the key on the counter. <laughs> oh, shit. So she hit her with the, you can go ahead and clock out. Clock out, please. Right. Clock out, clock for, out, me, sweetheart. Clock out for me, please. <laughs> Yo, so we got two more. Uh, they're going to be quick. Um, one of them actually recorded. We're going to put her last. So that's what we encourage y'all to do. Record it. Like, it makes it more funny. As you can tell, we can't read that well. So it helps us. And it makes the stories more entertaining. But I'm going to read this one. Then we're going to play one from our listener. Um, this other one, I'm going to just read it verbatim. Uh, this is a message. She said, well, he denied cheating, but he was definitely lying in the situation. I FaceTimed him early in the morning and he was driving his car. In the background, I see all these interstate signs. So I asked, where are you at? He replied, and he replies, I'm down the street at WAGS, which is a local calf in the neighborhood. So I say, oh, okay, WAGS down the street. So why are you on the interstate? He was like, oh no, I'm not on the interstate. So I hung up, but I thought about it and was like, hell no, nah, this nigga lying can't let this go so i called back to, the, to inquire some more still seeing interstate signs he kept lying so i let it go about five minutes later he calls me back and he was like don't be mad but i saw a girl i know at wags and she needed a ride home to kenner um kenner louisiana and she offered me 20 dollars to bring her there at this time he had an older car that he barely drove because he was scared it would break down on him so i'm like oh you can drive out to kenner to bring this brought home but you're scared to even come to my house that's crazy which is only about 10 minutes away mind you so when i saw him i made him call the girl in front of me she was like yeah he just bought me home nothing more but i know how silly girls will lie for these men i pretty much lost trust in him from that moment forward and we stayed together maybe about two years after that before i peaked out forever so one or two uh so one or two things either she stayed the night by at his house or she or he stayed at her house so like at the end of the day homegirl found out that she was being cheated on and yeah that's just a lot man and so like like i said this next one comes from a listener and uh check her out this is her story okay so just to make a long story short we were really close friends before we started dating and um we got to a point in our relationship where we were just arguing all the time breaking up every day every other day and just getting back together but when we would break up right we would never have a conversation like stating that we got back together we would just we would just kind of assume that we were back together it was just a mutual understanding we had yeah we fought we broke up called each other names or whatever else but now we talking again so we're back together so one day we broke up we had another one of our arguments and broke up and uh, we started talking again, you know, so it was to my understanding we were back together. 
Like, we're talking again like everything was normal. And then he just comes clean. It was on our 11-month anniversary. He came clean and said, uh, last week while we were broken up, I had sex with somebody else. I already knew who the person was because I kind of figured he had cheated on me. He claims he didn't cheat, but I really think that that was cheating because we had broken up so many times before that, and it was just a mutual understanding that we were back together. But this time, since he did something foul, now all of a sudden he's talking about we weren't together, so it's not cheating. So that's my story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was, that's our show for this week, man. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to give a shout out to Chanel. Thank you for coming out on the show this week. Like you were our first guest, you were our awesome guest. Um, did you want to plug anything like your social media, or if you want to shout out anybody, here's your chance to do it now, Chanel, if you like. Sure, I do have an Instagram. It's um, underscore Chanel Five News. If you want to follow me. Um, and then I, I encourage you all to learn about the labor movement, the labor movement history in the United States. Um, right now, we're seeing a lot of disparities in our society, and I, I truly think that it's the working class um, that's gonna get us out of it. So, if you're interested in, you know, tackling social justice in your workplace or anything just and it's not even about the social justice thing it's just about gaining worker power in any organization and preventing the boss from doing what you like don't want them to do and getting them to do what you want them to do and in turn that turns into a better society so seriously check out the like industrial workers um movement um what else? Yeah, sorry. You You're good. Delete that part. <laughs> so what we'll do, uh, we can have. So uh, I'm gonna have Chanel send me some links about the the movement she's talking about. We'll post them on our Twitter. Uh, but we just want to thank you so much for coming out on the show yes, this week. Yes, like it, yes. you are awesome. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Um, also, thank you. I had a good time. No problem at all. And then also um, next week's topic for our open discussion session, we'll be talking about your funniest intoxication story so we're not gonna discriminate if you get high you get high you can tell us your high stories if you get drunk you get drunk cool but we just want to talk about your intoxication story so hit us up on social media tell us about a time that you got so drunk or high funny thing that happened from it um also uh just continue like we're gonna keep pushing our social media um our social media is the twitter is the session nine and then also for Instagram, we got the session underscore 757 underscore. Do not Definitely. forget those underscores. Check us out on Google Podcasts. Mm, Google Podcasts. The session podcast with a second link that pops up. Yes, we are. Also, on August 31st, when we kick off the NBA season. Um, July 31st. Excuse me, Lord Jesus. See, this is why, this is why <laughs> I have you with me. Uh, on July 31st, when we kick off the uh, the uh, NBA season. the NBA season, we're gonna be live streaming for a, a follower drive. So like, get this out to your people so they can listen in and follow us. We're just trying to get the following up there. And as Jay said earlier, we're looking for donations. We're looking for anything, even if you know somewhere we can get a sponsorship. Definitely, just let us know. And if you have a gift that you feel like you can add to our podcast, hit us up. We're looking for animators. We're looking for graphic designers. We're looking for all these people. So just hit us up. Um, Jay, you got anything you want to say, bro? Um, nah, man. Other than that, uh, 
keep sharing it, man. And once again, just just thank you guys, the fans, man. We're nothing without you guys. We love the support that you guys have been giving us. And we're very appreciative. We're very humble. Uh, we're not big-headed. We have no room to be. And this thing will only grow as far as you take it. Exactly. Rest in peace to John Lewis as well. Rest in peace, John Lewis. We'll miss you, brother. Miss you, frat. Well, with that being said, y'all, we're going to peace out until next time. Peace, peace and chicken and grease. Blessings. And uh, tune in next week for the next episode. Peace out.